It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Friday the 5th of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. Tess, you've done a remarkable amount of work today. Uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in awe. I'm in shock. You take the reins. So a few weeks ago, you might remember we introduced a WTF segment and we put the call out for topics, um, but basically for explainers. What are the things you sort of understand, but not really? And one suggestion that came back to me was that we should do an episode on NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens. And my reaction at the time was pretty much, yeah, nah, I don't want to spend time on this weird crypto gambling thingy, but it's pretty much blown up over the last few days and my penance has been that I now have to go (laughs) and take a closer look at it. But, I mean, have you come across this term before? Yeah, just like uh, so, I saw uh, someone making fun of them about a week ago, and and again, it was that that thing like we talked about poop map. It was that thing where I I saw it and I thought that's something I should know. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, and I've done a bunch of reading, and you get to a point where you're just reading the same words over and <laughs> over again. Uh, so, gonna have a crack at mm-hmm. explaining it. But basically, NFT stands for non-fungible token, and it's a crypto thing. And that is the shortest uh, explainer that you can have. But what we're actually talking about are unique digital tokens uh, operating as a type of collector's item, which means that they can't be duplicated. And it could be anything from crypto artwork to digital fashion uh, collectible sports cards, virtual real estate, and characters like there's a Street Fighter. Yeah, I saw uh, that one. <laughs> NFT. <laughs> For, okay, so from a trading and investment perspective, they or a collector's uh, perspective, they are kind of, have a sort of a similar appeal to Bitcoin in that there's a limited number of tokens uh, and they can't be duplicated because ownership is recorded on the blockchain. So that means each of the tokens are easily verifiable and can always be traced back to the original creator. Yeah, so so it's using that same idea of the expanded ledger that everyone can view so so that everyone can verify that you you, you do own that version of Ryu that was created for you. Yeah, that's basically it. And the appeal for artists is that it gives them a way to sell their work and track where it goes. Um, And they actually have a feature that you can enable that will pay the artist a percentage every time the NFT is sold or changes hands down the track, which is kind of different to the way, you know, art collecting works now. Mm. And, and, you know, I've um, known many artists over the years who have struggled with that idea of like they've created video art or digital art and obviously it's, it's very hard to create an artwork that can be replicated immediately and find value in it. It's a, it's a tricky thing. 
Yeah, and with with digital, there's just a lot of ways to rip something off mm. and you know reduce the quality of it, but make millions of copies. But on the I guess on the other side of the trade, the buyers, I still I'm still viewing this as kind of like a speculative Bitcoiny sort of mm-hmm. play where mm-hmm. you buy it and you buy something and you hope it goes up in value. There's been some pretty like eye-watering figures around that happening. So a video clip created by digital artist Beeple, whose mm-hmm. real name is Mike Winkleman, was flipped for $6.6 million recently. It had originally been bought for around $67,000. And, yeah, apparently Beeple is like the Banksy of digital art. Uh, in the show notes, we, Esquire has a, has a good profile on him. Okay. Yep, never heard of him before. No, well, today was the first time I learned about him too, but it seems like a, a good name to pretend you know what mm, they're talking mm. about. Yeah, yeah. It's good to drop in a uh, dinner party if you're trying to explain this to a friend this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, and CryptoKitties were, I guess, one of the earliest types of NFTs back in 2017. And even then, like, well, then and now, the idea of buying a digital cat was like, considered pretty weird but it's yeah it's it's endured and are these uh, artworks being sold just online like is are there certain areas you have to go to to get this stuff or um has it become a bit more mainstream yeah so in order to purchase one you've got to use a digital currency like ethereum's ether or world asset exchange which is wax and the, I guess the biggest uh, and most interesting marketplaces and a good place to start if you're interested, uh, th- there's a couple here, Nifty Gateway, OpenSea, Rarible, Super Rare, Hash Masks and CryptoKitties, none of which I can say I've shopped at before. <laughs> uh, you didn't buy anything just for the experience for today? Look, I had about 20 minutes and it was going to take me longer than 20 minutes to figure out. <laughs> There is a bit of a learning curve here. So, you know, you can't just wander in and, and uh, FPOS uh, your way through. You do need to have one of the cryptocurrencies that one of these marketplaces will accept before you can even start to think about purchasing uh, these artworks. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little bit easier. Again, I haven't tried it over at MBA Top Shot, which is a really popular marketplace for selling, I don't know, well, NFTs, which we can call digital playing cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're selling clips of or sports highlights, which you can view online for free, uh, but turning them into these yeah, digital playing cards thanks to blockchain. Uh, and apparently they've sold $270 million worth of unique NBA video highlights. That blows my mind. I mean, on one hand, I can see wanting to own like the only copy of Leo Barry taking the mark in the 2005 grand final, but I don't need to be the only person in the world who owns it. I would be quite happy just having the picture on my wall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I am still getting my head around it as well. Is the motivating factor here that people want to support these artists or platforms or, you know, I guess what is that feeling that you get from just owning a collectible? And the the issue that I've seen pop up, uh, the, the the first thing, uh, the first time I heard about NFTs was actually a, an article that was incredibly critical of them. Uh, it was from an artist who had created uh, a series of six works, and 
uh, he he went on to sell them and then realized that the energy consumption to create those six artworks that that took about 10 seconds to create each one was more than the energy consumption of his entire art studio for the last two years. Uh, and that immediately made him stop uh, because he'd gone to very, very huge efforts to reduce his environmental footprint in his studio. And so when he, when he realized that that's how much computing power had gone into just the sale over the cryptocurrency wires, it really kind of freaked him out. And so uh, he's, he's linked to another recent sale that went through that he said that a friend of his created a, a little uh, script that, that could figure out how much uh, energy was being consumed by each artwork. And he found that one artwork that was sold a couple of weeks ago had generated the same amount of energy as an average European living for 59 years. That was one piece of work. <laughs> they they fully haven't factored that into the prices yet. No. <laughs> like, um, like how much electricity did this cost to produce? Yeah, totally. And that's been one of the reasons why I've never really looked into crypto myself. Like, uh, I, you know, I was nerdy enough at the time to kind of understand crypto. And I thought, yeah, I should throw a couple of bucks on here and just see what happens. But it was the environmental impact that was one of the reasons also procrastination and being lazy. Uh, but, you know, the environmental impact was one of the reasons why I just, I, I've been really uncomfortable with crypto as a thing. Mm. I, I guess, um, yeah, these do have, uh, NFTs do have a sort of like f the same FOMO mm -hmm. thing going on about them as as Bitcoin did, well, still does. I was going to say in the early days, but like definitely now. Mm. But I guess in that explainer, I haven't, we haven't really dealt, like it's assumed knowledge, you know, how blockchain works. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think you like need to understand it at great depth if you want to uh, get involved with buying some digital art, mm. but do know that it just does use a lot of energy. Yes, indeed. And so, so who is actually uh, buying this this stuff at the moment? Is it just all uh, Reddit kitties that are you know hoping that they're they're going to become millionaires off this, or are, are there big players as well? Yeah, there's been big big names, uh, which I guess is adding to all the hype. Billionaire investor Mark Cuban has, you know, made it clear that he's into NFTs. Grimes actually made like 7 million Australian in under 20 minutes by selling her digital collection War Nymph on the trading platform Nifty Gateway. Mm -hmm. uh, I love those sentences where like half of those words <laughs> like don't mean anything. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, and uh, Lindsay Lohan sold an NFT for 76,000 Australian dollars back in February. Back in February, it's only March. Uh, but, yeah, so there's some, there's some big names and big numbers being thrown around, which mm. is why you are seeing NFTs in the headlines. Absolutely. Uh, look, I think this, just like Bitcoin, is going to be one of those things that passes me by and maybe I'll, I'll feel the same amount of FOMO as I did with uh, Bitcoin a couple of years from now but yeah right now i'm not too sure yeah i don't know i i've i kind of want to own some digital art but also the barriers to entry seem a little high yes like i know i'm never going to work it out so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe i could get an agent to do it for me <laughs> when, I'm, when i'm wealthy with all my disposable income 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can buy digital art. Uh, like I said, I've got friends who are digital artists, and they would love you to do that. It's just you just have to accept the fact that the art can be reproduced, but you've got the original if you don't go this route. All right, and I think that is all we've got time for for this Friday. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, making it to the end of another week. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Tess. Thank you for doing all this work. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And we'll speak to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.